This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, we'll move on. Hey, let's talk about the Jets here. Um, only 18 pass attempts for Zach Wilson in a win, in a dub. Great dub for the Jets. So real life-wise, Jets looking good. They're looking nice. I'm just saying, what's going on with the passing game? Zach Wilson kind of looks like doo-doo. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, 18 pass attempts for for Zach Wilson, 33 rush attempts for the Jets as a team. It's very they almost doubled up the rush attempts versus pass attempts, which is just in today's NFL. What? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Garrett Wilson was your leading target getter with five, was able to turn that into one reception for eight damn yards. Uh, And meanwhile, our dude Elijah Moore Uh. ghosted, ghosted zero targets. For Elijah Moore, zero reception, zero yards, 0.0 for Elijah Moore. What is going on with the Jets passing attack, man? I got to find the tweet that Elijah Moore sent out after the game because a few of right. our, our boys in Discord were, were, quick to, were quick to pull it out there, right? Um, yeah, I did see that. He, he basically yeah. was say, along the lines of, I yeah, don't want to say I, anything. I got it. Yeah, okay, I got it. He says, uh, if I, you know, Rich Samini, longtime Jets reporter, said of all the eye popping stats slash factoids, factoids, Rich, <laughs> today, this is one that's hard to understand. Zero targets for Elijah Moore. And then Elijah Moore quote tweets and says, if I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. Dot, dot, dot. We winning. Grateful. Huge blessing. All I ever wanted. Buttersweet for me. Uh, but I'll be solid, but I mean, bittersweet, by the way, just yeah. a little typo there. So I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand either. Uh, he follows <laughs> it up with the correcting himself on the bitter. And then he fo- he follows it up again and says, I support all my teammates hundred percent too. Uh, they know what it is. Uh, I'm behind them like no other. Everyone rocking out needs to keep rocking out. That's part of why we're winning. Don't get, don't get it confused either, which basically is like, I'm not saying but I'm saying right, for, for <laughs> Elijah Moore there. Right. Yeah. I mean, here's oh, the deal. He's, he's right God. though. They are winning, right? Like since Zach Wilson has come back, they've been a good team. Um, they're fourth in defensive EPA allowed since we, or they're top, they're top, uh, excuse me. They're, they're a top, um, eight team in defensive EPA allowed per play since week four. Remember they were looking like one of the worst defenses in the NFL again earlier this year. Um, they've played good 
good defense on that side. Sauce Gardner looks awesome. Sauce oh Gardner, God. shout out yeah, to him. Great. You yeah. know, rubbing Alex Gelhar's face in it with the cheese head uh, walking <laughs> off on Lambeau Field there. <laughs> right. And they're running the ball really well with our guy, Brees Hall. Brees yeah, Hall obviously. looks amazing, and, and he's been kind of the central ident- identity point. But, yeah, since week four, uh, 76 yards for Garrett Wilson, 64 yards on eight targets, eight, 15 targets for Garrett Wilson, six catches since week four, four for Jeez. eight for 64 oh, yards God. for Elijah Moore. And then Corey Davis, man, 14 targets, nine catches, 164 yards. Um, and, and then obviously Brees Hall has been a huge factor as a receiver too. I, I'll, I'll pitch this to you, James. Like, yeah, I think the Jets biggest problem, and this is only a fantasy problem, not a right. real life problem. And obviously for all these guys, like Elijah Moore, he wants to win. You know, he also wants to get paid at some point too. And he's got to put up numbers to do that. Like nobody exactly. looks at a, yeah. So that, that's a whole nother thing. I think they have too many good players. Like Corey Davis is, is a good player. He's not a, he's probably like a solid, solid starting receiver. These guys, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore could be better long-term, but Davis is no slouch. You know, Brees Hall has emerged as a huge guy as a receiver. Like they have too many good players for a passing attack that isn't good. It's weird, too, because what, what I was saying about Zach Wilson, um, offensively, I, I liked him as a streamer this week against Green Bay. What I had said is, you know that phrase, you're too, it's too big to fail? Like, that's what the Jets have. And I know that sounds weird to say that because it's the Jets. But honestly, to your point, they have a lot of great pass-catching options, do they not? You've got Elijah yeah. Moore, you've got Corey Davis, you've got Garrett Wilson as your three pass catchers as a wide receiver. Brees Hall, as you mentioned, great. By the way, Michael Carter catches the ball too, right? So even yeah, a, yeah. a backup mm-hmm. guy, even the backup guy is still pretty good. Tyler Conklin, you talk about the depth on this team. Okay, so Tyler Conklin was like a top six tight end through like four weeks, right? And then he absolutely fell off. Why? Because CJ Uzoma also got healthy at that exact same time, right? So now they're splitting. He goes from like 90% um, snap share to like 60, 65%. They're running a lot of, t- that's the other thing. They're running a lot of too tight. Uh, mm-hmm. Despite having these three great wide receivers, they're still running a lot of too tight because you know what? They're also running the ball really well, right? So, And really, it makes me feel like, yeah, this is exactly why Zach Wilson is definitely, definitely, definitely 100% for sure not good. (laughs) Yeah. He has. Okay. He's got the best setup and he is doing nothing with it. Nothing. Well, yeah, he's he's um, 23rd in the NFL and EPA per dropback since uh, week four. Uh, So, yeah, not good. The Jets, meanwhile, by the way, they're third. I, I undersold them by saying top eight. They're third best in terms of EPA per play allowed since week four. Like Robert Sala finally has those guys cooking on that on that side. And by the way, I think Mike LaFleur, the, the you know the other LaFleur brother, is cooking as the offensive coordinator as well. That, For sure, uh, they got some great design there. I mean, and that's yes. another thing too. Braxton Berrios rushing touchdown. Like I, I knew this was going to happen with Berrios. I feel like an, I feel like an idiot for ranking Elijah Moore as high as I did because I knew this was going to happen um, with Braxton Berrios. Like that he was going to factor in. You know, I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think Garrett Wilson was going to be playing as much and getting as many targets as he did right away. But that's stupid. I was stupid because I really liked him as a prospect. Like the Jets just have too many good players for quarterback who, like I said, is 23rd in EPA per dropback since, um, since he got back in here. Now I'll say this though, for, for Jets fans, kind of Jets fans are going to get super pissed, right? Like they're right. going to be like, Hey, we're winning. Who cares? And I agree who cares, with you. Who cares? Right. Great. Like you sh- Jets fans should be cocky as hell and loving this. Like they, they're winning, you know, with defense, they're winning with their, with the running game. They have a lot of good players. And I don't think like, I, I don't, 
agree with the argument that 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 what the Jets are doing is sort of similar to what the Bears are doing and like the Bears are clearly just like minimal like they don't care what happens with Justin Fields obviously right. they're like this is our team this is our system you're either going to get into it or you're going to you're going to go by the wayside and Fields does, is right. not playing well either no the Jets I think are doing something similar to what um or they're trying to do something similar to what the Bills did with Josh Allen which is like we're going to try to win. We're going to try to win games while you develop. Um, and I think you're, we're going to hope that you develop on the job. So I'm, I'm not giving up completely on Zach Wilson. You know, he also suffered an injury. I, you're laughing at me, but and I'm not, I'm not here to be a Zach Wilson, bro. I'm just telling you how the team is yeah. thinking about it. Okay. Like for the sure. Bills tried to compete. They went to the playoffs while Josh Allen still wasn't good. And we don't need to do revisionist history. Like Josh Allen wasn't a good player. He's what he was doing against the chiefs. Like, you know, adjusting Khalil Shakur pre pre snap. You know, yeah. getting th- I keep saying Shakur, Khalil Shakir, getting him adjusted pre snap, like doing the stuff he was doing is just he's better this year than he was last year. He's better last year than he was the year before. Like he's right. gotten better every single year. I think, and we can't always bet that that's going to happen. But I think the Jets are probably looking at it like we've surrounded this guy with enough players, Zach Wilson, like, and they're young players too. Like hoping these guys all get better together. But yeah, for right now. This passing game, forget about it. Like, it's not going to happen right now. So I, the one thing I would say, though, um, in regards to their recent vic- uh, recent victories and also recent su- success, especially on the defensive side, is that week four, they took on Pittsburgh. Week five, they took on Miami and knocked out the starting quarterback really, really early on, right? And yep. then yep. and then this week, they took on Green Bay. Now, that is – that's quality. Yeah. Right? Now, that is quality. Uh, but I, I would just say it, it feels a little warped uh, because when you look at Pittsburgh and Miami and in the situations that those were totally. those games were were in, um, you know, it, it looks a little it looks a little wonky. OK, now this is the problem. They could legitimately lose their next four games at Denver. They take New England. Wow. That's that's an L Buffalo. That's an L. And then at New England, that could be another L. They could legitimately lose I mean, I four games that. in a row now and. And the thing is, it's like, you know how, remember how two weeks ago we're like, oh, we're talking about, oh, Denver this and Denver that, the sky's falling on Denver. And they had a winning record. Well, okay, as we come to find out, well, like all the things that people are worried about, that's how you lose games. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you were winning despite it, but in the NFL, all those things kind of come, you know, come home to roost. And so, yeah, smart football people look at the Jets and say, yo, Defensively, you're playing pretty good. You're running the, the, the football pretty well. But if you don't fix this passing game, you're going to lo- start losing, and you're going to start losing a lot of games, man. So that's what I look at when I look at the Jets, and I say, okay, Zach Wilson needs to figure something out. They need to start scheming up something, easy throws for him to make. Because it's nice to be able to win this game on 18 pass attempts. Bro, y- you ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> On a consistent basis, you know what I'm saying? So I I would just say there's a lot of red flags. Yeah, I hear you. Obviously, um, we're talking about it. They're stacked right now. And that, that is the problem. Like they're these guys from a fantasy angle are picking up scraps, like because Mm -hmm. the, the running game is so good. The defense has been so good. Um, they're having to pick up scraps and there's too many guys like to, to pick yeah. up scraps here. You know, there's Corey Davis to pick it up. There's Garrett Wilson. There's Elijah Moore. There's the tight ends. Like you mentioned, Brees Hall. Brees Hall's got 10 targets since Zach Wilson <laughs> got back. Remember, remember when everybody was worried yes. about, Oh no, like Joe Flacco was the only one to check down. It's like, yeah, I think right. he's still going to 
going to throw the ball to, to Brees Hall because Brees Hall is really good. So I don't know, Manny. I agree with you. There's still there's definitely still some questions here about Zach Wilson, and, and they just have to hope he gets better on the job uh, because they do need to in order to be like a a real playoff contender. I mean, and that's a lot to ask for in the AFC, but right. you know, to leave this season feeling really, really good, you're going to have to see more than, than they've seen from Zach Wilson. And I'm not ruling out that it happens, but uh, no, maybe I'm just, I'm being the optimist here, which is a new, a new role. <laughs> right now they sit at four and two after six weeks, which is great for them, you know, but again, I look at that schedule and I see four losses in a row. That's what I see. Um, and so uh, that's aggressive, man. I mean, the bill, I mean, the, the, the bills. Yeah, of course that that's probably a loss. Denver plays tonight and, you know, here in like 20 minutes as we're recording this. So, uh, you know, I could look like an idiot, but I don't, I don't think they're like that much, that much They're They might be better than the Broncos. Right. I don't know. Um, they, they might be could the be. Patriots. That seems pretty even. Pretty, no, pretty, uh, God, no. Oh my God. No. New England's going to wax them, dude. Like, <laughs> absolutely not those are those are two games they're gonna get waxed um, you think they lose both both games both games they're gonna drop the Patriots handily handily okay. I think okay, I, I think that. it's gonna get so frustrating on, on on offense for the Jets that they are gonna literally not know what to do with themselves their offense is gonna get bagged their offense is gonna get absolutely bagged <laughs> up by Bill Belichick um and yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the, de- the, the only game I see as a w- potential win is Denver, but it's at Denver and mm. their defense is nasty, right? So I could see them winning this, a real disgusting, like nine, six game. This is going to be disgusting. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, Buffalo is going to absolutely wax them. And, and I think he's going to put them in a bag, you know? So like, I don't know. I, I see that as four potential loss and we're, and then we're having a completely completely different conversation. Then these conversations that we're having today in four weeks about the offense, then it becomes, Oh, well, how did we not see it? No, we saw it. We saw it. That's what, that's what we're trying to tell you. We saw it, you know, anyways. All right, let's move on. Um, Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the teams that that certainly needs a little offensive reinforcements, it's the L.A. Rams. Allen Robinson gets into the end zone, puts together a pretty solid day, Matt. Six targets, five receptions, 63 yards, and that touchdown. Plus, they're on a bye this week, but they get Van Jefferson coming back out of the bye. San Francisco waits on deck. Oh, my gosh. They're they're an absolute Rams killer. But is there reason for optimism now surrounding Allen Robinson and, and maybe this offense in general, if Van Jefferson comes back and he's right. Yeah. And the 49ers are so, so banged up too, right? Like the, mm-hmm. what is it with this team, man? The injury bug doesn't just bite the 49ers every year. It takes them like out back and kicks their ass behind yeah. the bar, you know, every like, year, it's every, every year. single year. There's, there's gotta be something going on. Somebody pointed out there like the, the NFC chargers. And I was like, yeah, no wonder the, 
the damn Raiders wanted to get the hell out of the state. I don't know what's, uh, <laughs> what's going on here with this, uh, this state and their, 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 their damn injuries. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean the Rams, they've been super healthy up until this year. So, uh, but you know, they're on the Rams. Number one, it is concerning that, um, you know, Joe Nopeboom, their starting left tackle tears his Achilles. Uh, you know, they're, they're Jeez. filling. I know it's just one thing after another. This offensive line was already a question mark, and then they've continued to sustain injuries. Right. They're filling uh, left tackle. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he played pretty well in this game against the Panthers. And, you know, I know that people are going to be like, ha, this is the Panthers. Who cares? The Panthers' defense is good. Steve Wilkes, their interim head coach, is, is a defensive guy who's coached yep. a lot of good defenses there. Obviously, Phil Snow was the defensive coordinator there, but he was a Matt Rule crony, as we said on a previous podcast, and that's why he got shown the door. But you know, his Panthers' defense is legit good. Um, so that there is that, but yeah, look, I, I think that, I think that this was a really encouraging performance for the LA Rams for Allen Robinson, especially who I've said on the show, he's Allen Robinson is not washed. Allen Robinson cannot win down the field vertically, which is why I think the Van Jefferson, you know, return is a big deal. We'll talk about that right. in a second, but you know, Allen Robinson still can win in tight spaces can still get off the line of scrimmage. Well, is still a really good route runner. He's just not as explosive as he used to be, but you know what he can still do, James, he can still win in contested situations too. That big catch he had where he really went up for it. That was like vintage Allen Robinson stuff. That was, was kind of something that I was like, you know, over the last two years, he hasn't really been th- this year with the Rams. And then last year with the bears, you know, I said he was still fine as a route runner separator all last year with the bears, but um, just obviously had a terrible quarterback play from Justin Fields and the, and the boys there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was not really good in contested situations. And that was kind of like he wasn't getting a lot of chances this year in those situations beyond fade routes. And I wondered, like, because I think he's lost some juice in his legs as a deep speed perspective, I wondered if he had lost, you know, some juice as like a, a vertical jump, you know, just like a jumper in contested situations. Well, maybe not after that play against the Carolina Panthers. That was very right. impressive. Good to see. Um, so I think Robinson is still a good player. Is he going to like, I don't think he's going to return the high, high optimism that people had from him for a fantasy angle, because right. this, this, this team is just not what we expected. Right. But I, don't come at me with Allen Robinson's wash takes. Don't come at me with, he can't separate takes. I, I think both of those are not true. Um, was an encouraging performance for him. They also got him in, mo- you know, pre-snap motion a little bit, which is just that was good because a lot of what we'd seen in the first couple weeks is just him running out as a pure X receiver, which I don't think he can do anymore. I actually think it's going to be good. I think Van Jefferson is going to come back and be their X receiver. And Van Jefferson last year in reception perception, you know, all routes were above the NFL success rate, except the dig and the slant, you know, that's fine. You know, Robinson's running a lot of dig routes. Cooper cups run a lot of dig routes and slant routes, stuff like that. Um, So we need Van Jefferson ripping up, but on the post on the nine, on the corner route, those are routes we we definitely have in his RP profile. Sixty nine point one percent success rate versus man coverage. That's like the fifty third percentile. It's it's fine. We just need him to come back and to lift the lid. And I I kind of wish that as a fantasy industry, as an NFL industry as a whole, we didn't like yada yada yada. Like oh yeah, Van Jefferson's hurt. Yada yada. Who cares? Because um, it's a, it was a pretty big deal going from like Van Jefferson to Tutu Atwell as their deep threat. I mean, give me a break. I'm, I mean, it's they need speed. They just don't have yeah. speed right now anywhere on the football field. We all love Cooper Cup, but he's not a speed guy. You know, um, back to the Allen Robinson Robinson thing, Matt. You know, I see the separation. And I can see how that's like, okay, so obviously when you're charting these guys, like, all right, release and all these things and success rate, right? 
I think the one thing though that we're not seeing, and this is kind of to your point about you know losing a little bit of the juice in the legs, the catch radius all of is gotten a lot smaller. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you know, and that's, and that's everywhere, right? Like whether you're talking about diving for a football on the ground, whether it's talking about going up top, it's just the catch radius in general for Allen Robinson, I think has, has shrunk down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that has hurt him too. I, I agree with you. And I think that's why like all of these boundary targets, all of these like sideline targets, like Matt Stafford even said it himself. He's like, I feel like I'm, I'm only thrown to him in, you know, prior to this week, only thrown to him in like 50, 50 ball situations, you know, low, low percentage throws. It's like, yes, that's true. <laughs> that, that is that true. Is true. <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, Robinson getting him some looks, like I said, moving around pre-snap, like more routes against zone coverage over the middle of the field. Like that's what he needs to be at this point. Like, I actually think that it sounds crazy because, you know, they, they haven't historically been the same type of player, but I think where Robinson is at this point actually overlaps and is a little bit samey with Cooper cup mm. um, in the same way that, you know, Robert Woods was kind of a little samey with Cooper cup at different times. And yeah. I think that the, like Alan Robinson five years ago would have overlapped or would have been like the X receiver that they needed. But this is Alan Robinson of 2022. Like he's not that player anymore. And right. I think he can perfectly fit into what they need. Like they need a guy to get open quickly. They need a guy to be who's to, to win over the middle of the field not a guy to win against like press man coverage on the outside on a route by route basis. Cause Stafford is never going to get to those throws. He's never going to do that. Those backside throws. Like you can hit like five of those, you know, try to hit five of those. Uh, and you're probably going to hit like two or three per game to a guy like Van Jefferson. And that can be great for your offense, you know, but over the course of a game, you're going to be feeding like eight targets, you know, to a guy like Allen Robinson over the middle, you know, freaking 13, 15 to Cooper cup over the middle of the field. You, know, <laughs> you mix in Ben Skoranek a little bit. And I think too, yes. this is a little, this is, this is narrative ish stuff, James, but you know, I, I think you'll be on board with this. Like they got Robinson involved early in that game. And he looked like he was like responding to that, you know, like yeah, more engaged yeah, yeah. with the game that, cause that happens, dude. Like when you're having Allen Robinson run the, you know, then this is a guy like, <clears throat> you think of what you want about Allen Robinson, but like, you know, he's, he's been in the NFL forever. He's been to a pro bowl. He's been paid big money. Like, and you brought him to this team to like compete for a championship and you're having him, you know, be in the cardio club. I mean, <laughs> of course, of course he's going to be like, what am I doing here? You know, uh, like to be getting a guy engaged in the game early on, like you could see he was like fighting for yards after the catch, stuff like that. So that's what right. they need from Robinson. I think they're, I think that, you know, again, is Robinson going to be, a, a fantasy league winner this year, stuff like that. A top 15 receiver, probably not, but you know, is he going to be a good player for the Rams rest of the way? I definitely think so. I think all the top of like, Oh yeah, you could just drop Allen Robinson. I think, no, it, that was probably wrong analysis. And and like, he's going to be a guy that that's going to be productive the rest of the season. I still feel really good about it. I will also give you a little, another narrative type thing uh, with Allen Robinson too, but you know how, you know how rookies never get any playing time in Sean McVay's offense because it just takes too long for them to kind yeah. of, you know, learn everything that they need to learn the nuances of, of a McVay offense. I think it is fair to question whether or not it takes Allen Robinson, despite him being a longtime veteran, maybe he just needs to learn this offense. Maybe he needs to learn mm -hmm. the nuances, the small little nuances of this offense. And maybe just maybe he will develop and build that chemistry with Matt Stafford and become, you know, and again, fill that perfectly fill that Robert Woods role, 
right? And by the time Robert Woods was like cooking in this offense, it's like he was great for this offense, right? Like he was awesome for this Rams offense when he was healthy and and again just knew all of the little layers of the McVay system. So I think it is yeah. fair to wonder whether or not Allen Robinson is starting to learn this offense just a little bit better as well. And, and maybe his production starts seeing a little bit of an up, maybe games like this six for 65. Like if you're getting six for 65, every single game from Allen Robinson with a, with a handful of touchdowns sprinkled in boy, let me tell you, you would, you would love that. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, in a more competitive game, they would need more, you know, from Robinson, right? Like um, they would need more to, you know, to throw the ball more in general. And um, I love your point about Robert Woods for a couple of reasons, because, you know, it took like Robert Woods a little bit to get going with Matthew Stafford last year, you know, the breakfast club, him and him and Cooper cup, they they were on the same page right away, but it took Robert Woods a little bit. Um, You know, like Stafford also, we have to remember like, didn't throw a lot in the off season, right? Because of his elbow situation. So it's mm-hmm. not as if he was out there every day throwing passes to Allen Robinson. I think it's going to like, I think a lot of stuff people immediately run to like the washed conversation because they're confirming their priors, but you know, based on what they thought about him last year, you know, by just right. looking at the box score. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that look, and it's easier to say this, now coming off a time where he had a good game <laughs> against a bad Panthers team, but yeah. you can go look on receptionperception.com. It's the same stuff I've been saying about. You've been his, saying this since his, the, since the jump, since week one, since week two, yes. since week three. You've been yes. saying it all all season long. And, and obviously, everybody knows I'm in the bag for Allen Robinson, I'm a <laughs> Allen Robinson guy. But still, I, I think that the I think that yeah. the film and what he put out there shows you what the type of player he really is. And they just they certainly need more. You know. Um, yeah, even like uh, they highlighted how he blocked like two dudes on the Ben Skoranek, uh rushing touchdown. Like there was a sequence in that game and they move Allen Robinson pre-snap and he frees up Cooper Cup to, to run a good route. Then like Robinson gets a big play, 22 yards uh, over the middle of the field, running a good route, gets some yards after the catch. And then the very next play, Ben Skoranek on a on a on a rushing play. Um, they, you know, Robinson blocks two guys to spring him in for Skoranek's first career touchdown. So uh, they, they highlighted that like sequence as a, this is what we thought our offense would look like uh, after the game. And I think it, I think it will too. Getting Van Jefferson back as a vertical threat, who's like a real wide receiver, you know, like Tutu Atwell got a 54 yard catch a couple weeks ago. Like, but you know, come on, he's he's weighs as much as like the fan over there in the corner of the room. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, right. Van Jefferson, real receivers. So I think Van Jefferson's a guy that if he's on waiver wires in, in fantasy, like you can, you can pick him up. You can probably pick him up. Yeah. It's not bad. Uh, I, I really, really like Van Jefferson as well. I think he's a good player. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. Our time runs short, man. Uh, great episode as always. We will catch you guys here in a couple of days, man. Um, if you guys would like and subscribe to the podcast, of course, we would truly, truly appreciate it. And go check out the website. Perception, perception.com. All right, for Matt Harmon, I am James Coe. We'll see you.